0: Welcome into The the Clap Trap, Trap. brought to you by Ultrasound Productions, now also playing on 90.7 WKKL. What a job by Evaldi, just three hits in seven innings if that's it. So Francisco Mejia, who started a catcher, will take over on the mound in a 14-1 game. There's a high, deep drive. That one way! It's the one thing the Red Sox attack had lacked tonight until now is the home run. Phillips has a grand slam on this road trip. He already has two for the year. He swings and it's a high fly ball back into deep left field. And that ball is gone! A grand slam for Brett Phillips. He went the opposite way and hits his third grand slam of the season into the shift that ought to end it and that will indeed the red sox win the ball game going away 20 to 8 the final score well all right they were able to kind of finally stop the bleeding i guess for the red sox there so i'm happy in a sense but i think that they got out too many of those runs in one game we'll see how it goes but i've got matt in again today matt how are we doing we're doing all right. Doing World all right. Series is back on. World Series back on. I like that. Yep, we are. Yeah, now now that we are coming off of a win, that twenty to eight win uh, for for the Red Sox there against the Blue Jays, it was a, a situation where I thought that this team. Was completely falling apart, and we're going to get into all of that. And obviously, this is a recording that I'm doing with Matt today. is actually Thursday, so I know that this is airing on Friday. The conversation, though, that we're having is as of Thursday, so we're going to talk about it as if it all happened last night because it did for us. So, uh, you had the game last night against uh, the. Did I say Blue Jays before? It was against the Rays. I'm sorry. Uh, against the Rays last night, in which they absolutely dominated them. After you have gone on a, a situation where. you're You have uh, lost seven out of your last 10 games. You are four and 11 now in your last 15 games. They are three and nine since the trade deadline on July 30th. This team was going down, down, down. And now, okay, you get this one win here. Does this, do you feel as though this kind of changes the perception of where the team is at right now? Because I I was ready to be like, we need to hit the panic button. I mean, perception, uh, maybe. I, I think in, in all reality and where they're sitting in the standings,
1: right. today's a big day. I think Hauk right. is, is going on the mound at 4 o'clock. Yep. So you know, be as of yesterday for people listening in. But, exactly, exactly. But the, it's big because the difference is. Are you down three games in the division, or are you down five games? Right now, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. You know, everyone wants to say the sky is falling. The it's you know, they can turn it around if they can be leave this series three games. But well, then they play the Orioles after, so they, right, they have a chance to gain ground. But it's super important to take two out of three.
0: Oh yeah, of course. So tonight is or today is a huge one. There, yeah, starting at 4:10, the middle of the day game there, and you, as you said, with Hawk on the mound or Hauk, Hawk? Hawk. How I don't know how Tanner is on the mound today, and so we'll see how they do with him there. But like you said, then you have a th- uh, three game series at home against the Orioles right after that, and then right after that is a three game road series against the Yankees. So you got two series in a row where if you make some make some good uh, moves here, you can get right back in it, but. The problem that I keep having with everything and kind of what we talked to the last time that you were on here is the fact that you were going into a trade deadline and being in a situation where you could have brought in something to not only just improve that starting pitching lineup, but improve the morale, right? I I think that it was a big morale thing, and I've heard this take from a lot of people around being like, this is a situation where the trade deadline is at that point in the year where it's the dog days of summer, and your team is just looking for that extra spark, and this team's been playing way above where they should have. They're giving so much effort, all these things, and then the management and the higher-ups are like, no, your guys are fine. You'll you'll huh. do enough. Like that's a bad uh, this is good. We got Schorber. We got Schorber coming in.
1: That's great, right? The, the worst the worst part about it too is like you think, all right, so let's, let's scenario play. You get yeah. you're so mad as a player, like I can't believe we didn't get any support. Right. You can't like you know what, go out there and beat him anyways, like that whole like rally crash. Yeah. But then, then you look at it, it's like, but then we're just doing what they want us to do. They didn't mm-hmm, invest mm-hmm, in like mm-hmm. you know, you can't have spite, so I guess you gotta it's you gotta, tough. I was thinking about it on the way on the way over here. You know, it's just I want the team to do well. I'd I'd love to see him still pull for the division. Oh, yeah, I think course. it's
0: it's next to impossible if they lose today. So it it's a big, right. big game. I was trying to think of it and I'm trying to th- like at this point in the year, you can't have a bigger, almost, I won't, I won't necessarily say must win, but this is as close as you can get in the regular season at this point. Cause like you said, you lose this game. Now you're down five. You are about to play the Orioles so you could maybe get back. But then the Yankees are cruising right now. So, you know, they've been the best team uh, of the last like month or so record wise. That'll
1: be a good barometer for them. Cause they've, right. they've
0: owned New York. This they have. Year. They so have. if they go
1: in the, win two as three game series so they win two out of three mm-hmm. it, you know they, they're so, the sort whole of thing. stabilizing but if all of a sudden it goes the other way right then it is an indicator that that, that they actually it's
0: not just a, a cold streak right now right it's an indicator that they're checked out exactly so that's that i think that you're right the yankee series will be the big morale thing because they could go out and sweep the orioles there and then get swept by the yankees just because their morale is so low and you're right back in that same position where you were before with the yankees probably uh, per, passing you for that second wild card spot. So amazing how active they were at the deadline. Oh I mean, they're the Yankees, right? They're gonna go out and buy their teams. And I thought that we were at a point where we the Red Sox and the Yankees are the two teams that are gonna go out there and they're gonna buy a championship or what they need to go and get that championship and yet we're sitting there with Kyle Schwarber. Well, That's a, well they changed the <laughs> philosophy. They want they
1: right. to. They they're wanna, a small market a, team a frugal, now. A frugal, frugal
0: nerd to oh, be running, the, oh running the operation. I, I, I get what they're trying to do, but maybe that just means that this is the time where you know, Henry, dude, I love you for what you did. I'll never be able to fully hate on you because you brought championships to Boston. But if you don't have that drive anymore, man, like your tri- your team does, because your team had all the drive this year. If you don't have the drive to help them out. I don't know. Is it time to go? Is it time for us a new owner? Once again, love you. It mean it. Hall of Famer, as far as an owner for the Red Sox, brought a championship to the team, ended the curse, all that kind of stuff. Is it time? Is it time for you to go? Luckily, people like that don't have to answer to people like that. So, oh, <laughs> God I, damn I, I it, they think, should, though. I don't think he'll care if we, no, uh, he won't. we
1: think he should sell.
0: He, he won't, and and he'll continue to make his billions of dollars, and he'll be more focused on his soccer teams overseas and whatnot, and uh, if, if he gets another one, right? Wasn't he kicked out of that one or something like yeah, that? He's but, got classy problems. Yeah, I'm sure he Yeah, big, big, big uh, problems there. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here in a situation where um, you now have Chris Sale coming back on Saturday, and I think that that's a part of what the uh, the upper management and everything thought. That's going to be your morale boost, right? We're going to get Chris Sale back into the lineup here. We don't need to go get a new starting pitcher. We got Chris Sale coming back. So would it would have been fun. nice to do both would but. be exactly like if you if you have that and then you have Ivaldi who just put up a good performance last night there in that 20 to eight game and only gave up the one run and and by the way, can we talk about the fact that even though this team's up 20 to one or 15 to one or whatever it was at the time, you still have that ninth inning where they gave up seven runs including a gl- grand slam. What the, I, You're going to have to put up 19 insurance runs every I, night. I, we got to be the only team right now in August who is looking at our team with a 19-run lead and being like, oh, my God, can they hold Imagine, on to this? Like can that? they hold on to this right now? Because this is ridiculous, the fact that we were in that kind of a situation. So I, I don't know. I, I, I think that they're they've gotten past the point where something can really change. It's not like you can bring in a new player at this point. So it's got to be Chris sale brings in the, the morale and then you get Schwarber who's supposed to be starting a a rehab game today. And so we'll we'll see. Yeah. We got the woo socks going. And uh, even though he's only played one career first base game, he's going to try and play first base. So we'll see if that works out for us. And I don't know. I'm like I said, I was ready to slam that panic button. And then all of a sudden you got that twenty to eight lead, and I'm 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 trying to bring it back, but I don't know if I have fully come off of panic mode. It's like,
1: like match play in golf. It's a yeah. game is a game. It doesn't matter it's how true. much you win by. Yeah, win the series. Win, win two out of three. There you go. Make that your target. For, you know, sweep the Orioles
0: if you can. It, win, do, win two out of three, that's going to be big. Out of
1: three in New York. You'll be in a you'll be in a better position if you can do that. Much better. Next week.
0: Much better. And 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 then we'll we'll work on the whole morale issue as we go forward. Alright, so I want to switch it up here. We're going to switch over from baseball to football because it's football time. We are finally in this situation where we have a football game to look into. And as I said before, this episode or, or this conversation that I'm having with Matt is recorded on Thursday. So this is pre preseason game. We have the preseason game tonight. So we're going to kind of talk about it from that aspect there and stay a little bit vague about everything going on because it is still just a preseason game. And as much as I know that it's getting hyped up right now because of the quarterback situation which makes a lot of sense obviously it is still a preseason game at the end of the day so i don't even know how much these guys are going to play but you have your first preseason game tonight for us which remember people were recording this on thursday okay you're listening to it on friday but recording it on thursday so you have the preseason game tonight against the washington football team that still cannot come up with a team name and you got cam newton supposedly going to play Uh, is from what I've heard. I I originally heard that he wasn't even in the game plan, and then now it seems as though he's going to play. So I don't even know if it's going to be just one possession or what he's going to get, but it seems like you're going to have Cam Newton and Mac Jones playing tonight. So that's an interesting factor for the Patriots fans.
1: I mean, I'd I'd like to see... I'd want to see Mac Jones, obviously, but I'd love to see Cam Newton. I want to see, like... I guess. See, see if you what? Oh, he just like threw a laser downfield. Like, what if you? You know. Yeah. Listen. No, I get it. it. There's not a lot to gain. I guess. I mean, it's not really a lot to lose either because people's people's eyes aren't really on it. But right. if he th- makes some throws that he just wouldn't have made last year, it yeah, it'll okay. give you, it'll give you at least like a. I want Mac Jones to start the season, but right. it'll at least give you that you know. Well, maybe he can do something, shake it up a little bit. So I think that a that's
0: a, a lot of people want Mac Jones to start, obviously. There's a lot of a, a big, you know, hey, we, he was drafted in the first round. We have to start him. We have to start him. He was drafted in the first round. I get all of that. I get where your heads are at with that and wanting to see the future. But... If this preseason, I mean, in the preseason game, like you said, it's not like you're going to really take that much one way or the other. It would be great to see Cam Newton doing good, but are we going to assume that he's going to be good in the regular season because he did good in a preseason game? No. Uh, if he does bad, am I going to assume that he's going to be as bad as he would last year? Not necessarily, right? Um, the oh, no, pre- you can pile on Yeah, I guess you can pile If you, if pile bad, on. It's, yeah, if you it's, want to pile on him, you can pile on him. but It's only bad to gain here. But all right, but then, so, with Mac Jones, then, it's got to be the same thing. If he shines in preseason, is he really actually shining – If he does horrible in preseason, are we gonna pile on him like he's at bust? No, I don't think so. So Well
1: aren't we made to believe right now that I mean, I guess Bill Bill sort of couched it and said, you know, Cam's the Cam's the quarterback.
0: But I mean, aren't these two guys sort of competing for their jobs? That is the technical, uh, you know, where we're at in in the camp. But I also think that there's a part of that is just like a mindset thing for Mac Jones. Yeah, it's always a competition. You should always be competing here. And yes, maybe you already have that mindset, but I need you to stick to that mindset of your and even though in the back of Belichick's head, it's like, no, Cam Newton's starting the season as a quarterback here. We want that kid to always be fighting as if he's got a chance for this job. I want you to have that mindset, no matter what. Always trying to win, always trying to do better, because that's how we should be with this Patriots team. That's why I never want to lose games. That's why I never want to throw games. We got to keep that same mindset at all times. So is the W going to be a big thing for you tonight? I well, from a gambling standpoint, yes. Uh, But gamble on preseason, (laughs) you get a problem. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. But hey, they are underdogs, and I just think that this team has got pretty good. No, whatever. Um, I don't know. Like I said, for me personally, I don't take much from these preseason games. I don't. Take much from uh, the training camp stuff, right? The preseason game, at least you're going against other competition, real competition, right? In training camp, I feel like you're going against the defense, but it's like half half-assed, and you, you know it's not really something that you're gonna pull from preseason games. I don't know. I, I still don't think that there's much that you're going to get from this because. I would assume and obviously you're going to be listening to this knowing whether or not I was right on this assumption here. I would assume he's only going to have one possession. Cam Newton that is, right? Really? He's going to get out there, he's going to have his one possession. There's two more games and usually the the second to last preseason game is the game where you get the starters in there to really do something. So I'm assuming next week he's going to have much more of a workload. This week's a knock the rust off Try and go in there. Get the cadences right. Get you know get people in the right positions. Try and look at defense. Get you in that mindset. But it's not like I need do or die uh, plays right now. And that's if, how I feel. If Cam only
1: goes one series, mm-hmm. then it's sort of. I mean, it's, it means what Belichick said to us whenever like Cam was the quarterback. It right? Because that's it's his That's tournament. a Brady thing. Brady exactly. would go in. You know. Yeah, throw, throw. You know. Do, he'd
0: hand it off a right. couple times. I just want to hear him get in there one time. Ready. Ready. Oh, we'll oh, get God, that going again. Chills down my spine. And then. Uh, and and I think he'll be out of there quick. And then you get Mac Jones in there, and I'm not even uh, assuming that Mac Jones is going to go for a long time there either, because I think at the end of the day, what you're going to see is a ton of Brian Hoyer. Unfortunately, I, I, I nobody wants to see that man shines this time of year. He he does. He certainly does. Then that's why I'm going to bet on them for the preseason because Brian Hoyer is going to get us a victory. I no, would, it's, I think you go the other way. You go the other way because no preseason's when he shines, man. It's when he gets in the regular season when he just starts like running around the pocket with a chicken with his head cut off. Remember kind that of thing. playoff
1: game he had the wild card weekend. He's uh, yeah, he's an enigma.
0: That he,
1: uh, I believe it was five picks in the first half. W- that was
0: for uh, the Texans, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. I mean. Uh, Terrible, terrible from stuff. from glory for that team. <laughs> really fell from a, yeah, from a high place there. But I, I just think that this preseason game, you're going to get not much from the starters, quote unquote, right? Which is going to be Cam at this point because that's where we're at. And you'll get some from Mac Jones, and you'll get a lot from Brian, Brian Horry. The person that I actually really want to look into in this game, the one person that I think could kind of stand out or should want to stand out here, and it could be for a good reason, is Nikhil Harry. We've heard a lot about Nikhil Harry through preseason here, through uh, training camp and all this stuff. He's making these grabs. He looks so much better. He's saying it to the media. I'm, I've never had practices this good, blah, 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 all this stuff. Are you actually going to show up in preseason? Because this is where you need to shine. If if not only for the ability for us to trade you, but but just to like show that you're improving, right? That would be the guy.
1: I mean, he's he'll be the first to tell you that he's been having such a great, uh, <laughs> great, great camp. Great I mean, camp. He's, yeah. he's an interesting person. I mean, I, you never know a change of scenery can help with some people. It's true. But, but and and he was injured his first his first year. But I don't. I mean, you've. I feel like things aren't clicking. You know, entirely right. if you think it's important before camp to go out and publicly demand a trade like that's not that's not how it's it rough, works man. in your position. No, I mean very very like the one like one percent of professional athletes can go up and do that. And, 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 and yeah, right,
0: and, yeah. and be warranted in that in that uh, you know want to be traded off of a team, but isn't not not Nikhil Harry. man. Isn't it like in the beginning
1: of uh, Eastbound and Down when Kenny Powers is like ah, yeah, "I'm
0: out." He's like, <laughs> 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 okay, well you can go down to Mexico and play then or yeah. something. It's like I, for Nikhil Harry, it's and I do agree with not getting rid of him yet because I think that trading your first. Round talent for a seventh round pick is what's the point of that? We're not going to bring anyone in. There's no, I mean, unless you bring like a Julian Edelman, and like you're not going to bring somebody in late. That's going to do it. So why not try and at least maybe if he shines in preseason, then he looks more appetizing to other teams. Now you get a fifth or a fourth round pick out of him. I don't know. Like NFL is weird like that though, because yeah. everyone
1: just thinks, oh, if he's going to get traded, you're just going to cut him anyway. Yeah, it, so they just wait to take him off true. the scrap heap. Very true. But yeah, is his situation. I mean the biggest reason not to just dump them, I and mean, we've seen over the past year or two a couple of teams have dumped first round picks mm-hmm. I mean it's just it's a value thing I don't think Bill Belichick is ever going to look at someone like that no. and, and say and and it's almost worth the roster spot waiting to try and recoup some value exactly. versus just outright cutting a guy yeah. like that
0: no it is and he's uh, we know that that's whether you agree or disagree with his drafting selections and things like that he always bases it on value it's, it's value of the player at where he can get them and blah 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 all this stuff so yeah, he's huge on that. So that's the reason I would assume he hasn't just moved this player for a seventh-round pick at this point. Well, he really knocked it out of the park on this talent evaluation. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's iffy. but uh, So I think, though, uh, the last thing to say about the preseason game here is the fact that he is the guy that needs to kind of show up. He's been talking, right? He's the one coming out and telling us he's doing great. We've been hearing it. So show up and catch passes from Cam Newton, Mac Jones, and Brian Horan. Do it consistently tonight. That's what That's what you need to do. I so think we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm not holding my breath. No. <laughs> All
0: right. All right. So we talked about the preseason. We talked about uh, the fact that we've got a quarterback controversy. And the reason we have a quarterback controversy on the Patriots is because we lost the goat. And the GOAT was actually just mentioned during a Hall of Fame speech by his arch nemesis, Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Uh, who who just was inducted into the Hall of Fame and had a very nice speech in which, like I said, he included the GOAT, who is Tom Brady, in that speech. And I wanted to play that right now and then we're going to break it down. My good friend Tom Brady is here tonight. By the time he is inducted. By the the time Tom Brady is inducted in his first year of eligibility in the year 2035, he'll only have time to post his acceptance speech on his Instagram account. Got him. Got him. All right, Peyton Manning. There talking about Tom Brady. There. Uh, what you What you think about that little little uh, shot that he took at Tom Brady? If uh, you can it's call all, it's that. all good for the brand. I will say Peyton Manning.
1: He's got some some decent jobs. Oh yeah. Timing. Oh I mean, man. Yeah, he's, you know, he's he's done okay in like guest spots. I Think he did some Modern Family. Yeah. He's, you know he's, SNL he's, crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: crushed it. So I, I've always said that the only thing that to, that uh, Peyton Manning has on Tom Brady is he's. Extremely funny comparatively. He's yeah. got the personality, he's got the time the comedic timing, like you said there. He's always beaten Tom Brady in that sense. Nothing really else other than that. I mean, they're but, football players, yeah, so yeah, it yeah. really matters. It's, it's kind of tough. And I, I think Tom Brady's probably far beyond caring if people I don't like think him. he cares. Uh, it, yeah, I think that he is already uh, past that. He did try to do the whole SNL thing and everything, but then got compared to Manning, who, yeah, Manning is just better comedically, but who, who's better football player? The yeah, GOAT? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I, I don't know. So that was kind of funny there. Uh, I thought it was really funny when, uh, obviously, you hear the big boo in the middle when, when Peyton starts speaking. He mentions Tom Brady, then he gets the big boo. And everything. If you haven't seen the video already, it's actually pretty funny. You should go and find that. I posted it on my Twitter at Zach Clapp. If you want to see it on there, but it's uh, it kind of pans over to Tom Brady, and he's just sitting there listening to the booze and then he just turns around and he's like. What, what's up with that? What did I do? And makes that whole face of like, what what? what I mean, why are you guys booing
1: me? Great way to play it <laughs> off. I don't it. know what kind of a-hole go, travels all the way to Canton because you don't live in Canton. Right. You're enshrined there if you're lucky enough. Yeah. What a-hole goes to this thing and boos somebody? So it's, I it's, think, it's the
0: Hall of Fame. I think that because of the people that were inducted, all you really had there was Colts fans and Steelers fans, right? Because it was like Troy Polamalu and then uh, obviously Peyton Manning and I forget who else. Um, was inducted with that one, but you, you had some big Steelers and, and Colts fans that obviously are not going to like Tom Brady, right? Still butthurt. Yeah, very very butthurt. That's fine, though. I understand that yeah, completely. Gave to him good, so I get it. I completely understand why they would be pretty butthurt about that one, but yeah, so I mean that was uh, pretty funny overall, the, the speech and everything like that, the, the Tom Brady moments and stuff. Uh, also Calvin Johnson was another one. That's the other one that I was forgetting about that was inducted into the Hall of Fame, which was a kind of a crazy thing, and if you saw on Twitter Twitter, they posted a really interesting comparison between Mr. Johnson and Mr. Brady, uh, which I was able to show Matt before we started recording here uh, about their careers. And uh, when I told Matt, you know, there's a comparison out there between Calvin Johnson and Brady, he was like, what, how would they statistically do that? Well, no, 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 my friend. It is actually just about what they were doing during their careers at what points, right? So, the breakdown, if you haven't seen it, and once again, to plug my Twitter, it's at Zach Clapp. I reposted it. I retweeted it. So you can go and see it on there. But it has Tom Brady on the left, Calvin Johnson on the right. In 2004, Calvin Johnson was a freshman at Georgia Tech, and Tom Brady won his third Super Bowl. All right? So understandable. Tom Brady got into the league a little bit earlier. He was still a freshman. in two, so far. So far, checks out. 2016. Calvin Johnson retires from the NFL while Tom Brady wins his fifth Super Bowl. All right. So we're still working pretty far there. And then the last comparison that they have is 2021. Calvin Johnson enshrined into the Hall of Fame while Tom Brady wins his seventh Super Bowl overall there. And he's about to go on to another season this year. Pretty crazy to think about that. A player was able to come in after Tom Brady, have a Hall of Fame career and then retire and get put into that Hall of Fame before Tom Brady even is finished. His Hall of Fame is based like it's like if his Hall of Fame career, eight other Hall of Fame yeah, careers. It's, it's, and, a it's, it's a good way to put it, but if and people break this down with Tom Brady all the time, you put his uh, first half of his career versus his second half of his career. Both are Hall of Fame careers by themselves, right? You could just take one side and then the other, and both of those players are going to get into the Hall of Fame, which is pretty nasty, but. This is just a hilarious, uh, you know, uh, comparison between two players who obviously, yes, wide receiver, you're not going to probably last as long in the NFL, but still at the same time little demoralizing to play for Detroit Lions. Too. It is also very and I think that he retired a little younger than he could. He probably had a few more years in him, but he was just like, why am I going to stay here for the Lions and I'm not going to be one of those guys that just jumps around teams. So it seems to be a theme in Detroit. Yeah, it's uh, that's a tough one there, but I thought that was a funny. So basically not like anything else isn't about Tom Brady already, but this whole entire Hall of Fame thing. It was just Brady 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 all over the place. It seems like which I thought was funny. Uh, you also had the picture of Tom Brady with Peyton Manning and Tom and, Bra- and Manning is just like sweating completely, profusely sweating throughout his whole thing, and Tom Brady's looking cool, cool as a cucumber right next this to him. At the, at the that 11. was at there too. I'll look up. I'll, I'll look up that picture as well. But that was another pretty funny one there. But then they also had the one picture that I did show to Matt, which was a little bit tough for Tom Brady, which was the picture that he took with Tony Dungy. Now this <laughs> one, I oh man, I this is a tough look for all you Brady fans out there. This is a tough look for Tom Brady and we know that there's sometimes there's weird angles, weird lighting, things like that can mess with you and but oh, man, it just uh, to 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 me it looks like Tony Dungy and Tom Brady were having a little too much fun off of maybe a couple of substances and then they got snapped on this photo here and he's looking like a scarecrow. Right. I don't it's it's a tough look.
1: It's like when you, you know I don't for maybe if people do drugs, I don't know if they do drugs. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do drugs. Who, who would do that? Who like? would do such a but, thing? Uh, but you know, what if say you, your friend you have that one friend who's always around with the camera. It's like yep. don't do it. Don't, don't do you it. take
0: it at the worst moment possible and yet they did it for him. So yeah, I don't
1: know who that Jack Wagon was that did that
0: but yeah. god they don't they
1: don't look too great.
0: No, that one there. I mean, Dungy looks creepy enough on his own. I think he just kind of like puts off that creepy vibe sometimes anyways. And then Tom just like it's like. I don't know. He's staring into your soul while the like lines as his smile creeps up. He's looking kind of like a weird Joker face smile. And I, it was a whole thing there, which was very creepy and and weird to me. But, you know, if, if there was anything that could be said negatively about Brady during that entire experience, there was the fact that that happened, that picture happened. But yeah, like you said, there's always that one guy who wants to take a picture at the worst moments, right? It
1: used to be you for a while.
0: Well, hey, you know, it's uh, somebody's got to be there to capture the terrible moments too. And, but,
1: ho- and hold it ransom. Yeah. <laughs> brides <laughs> blackmail. Can't
0: wait to post this on my MySpace page and really <laughs> <laughs> throw your whole day off but uh yeah no it was a it was a great little ceremony there uh Tom Brady was all over the place uh, I'm going to have to look up that picture and I'll probably tweet it out about the the sweatiness of Peyton banning standing next to the coolness of Tom Brady uh and, and we'll be able to look into that as well but um it was it was good overall and uh the the Hall of Fame speeches and stuff like that I, th- I think that they do okay with that kind of stuff there Paul Amalo was a, an interesting one i think that he was actually caught on a hot mic afterwards i don't know if you heard this he was like let's go smoke joints in the parking lot i believe he said to like, uh, yeah, like Ohio's a coach not legal or something you know, yeah was, i was i was questioning that one as well, Mr. Palomalu. But he had a great uh what are those things called? Are they busts? What what are the head is that what it's called? A bust? Yes. Uh he he had like the long flowing Palomalu hair. I thought that that was great too. The bust so. guy probably had a lot of fun doing that. Oh one. yeah. He's like he shaking, oh, uh, yeah. rubbing his hands oh, together. I've been waiting for him to get in here. I love this. Uh, huge head and shoulders huge. Man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And now Patty Mahomes is going to take over for him with the head and shoulders, which I still don't understand that since he doesn't really have that much hair up there. But anyways All right. So we were just talking about the Hall of Fame speech of Peyton Manning and some other Hall of Fame topics there. But I wanted to move it on to an actual question that was given to the show uh, from our Twitter feed. And that question was posted saying, which of the QBs who have not won a ring do you think that Belichick, Bill Belichick, could win multiple rings with? All right. So that was a question posed to us on Twitter. So I wanted to kind of get into that. I thought it would be a fun question to get into here. And I kind of went over uh, my own list. I started creating a list of quarterbacks who I think could fit this role of being able to win multiple championships with Belichick and the team that Belichick would put around him, um, and and I wanted to kind of go over this with you, Matt, and everything. I know that I kind of just sprung this on you last second, so you don't really have a list. I'm gonna go over my list, and then we can kind of uh, you know agree, disagree, and go from there with everything. So with this list and with this question, we didn't really necessarily specify if it's current uh, quarterbacks or retired quarterbacks or anything. So I kind of threw in a mixture of all of them on there because there's some obvious ones. Then there's some not so obvious ones that I'll kind of have to fight for, I think in this list here, but we'll, we'll see how this goes. So there's ones out there that are active right now, guys like, and even though he has a horrible legal situation going on, Deshaun Watson is a player who I think that Bill Belichick could easily win a couple of championships with. I don't think that that's any, you know, hard to say, right? That's,
1: yeah, I mean, that's, I want to, I'll let you get through your list. I've yeah. got sort of a, you know, over like the style of play type, right. of, you know, there might be some doubts there, but okay.
0: I, I agree. All right. So just keeping a go with the, the players that are active right now. I also put on there Dak Prescott. He is coming off of an injury, but I feel as though that's a type of quarterback that could be molded into the right type of player that could make all the right decisions there. Um, I, I don't think that he's on the same level as a Deshaun Watson, but he's not that far off, right? That's kind of how I look at him there. Now we start to get into some other players that might be a little bit more questionable of the active players here. I personally feel as though you could win a couple of championships with a guy like an Alex Smith. I personally feel that way because I think that his game managing style uh, paired with the defensive side of things that Belichick did, I think that you could have gotten to a, p- a position where maybe an Alex Smith type of guy could have been able to do that. I also put Kirk Cousins on that list. I'm I, This is my list here, so let me get through it, and then we can discuss afterwards. I know that those are a couple of questionable ones. Those are really uh, you know, two of the more questionable ones that I think that are on my list. I then go with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who, yes, he's kind of made out of glass. But I think that in this situation, he could be a guy that could be brought to that level. I think Matt Stafford is another guy who could be that. I That was a guy that I actually wanted to be brought on to the Patriots instead of Cam Newton. I thought that that would be a great guy. And then Matt Ryan is another one who I think that all of those quarterbacks could be put into a situation regardless of how you feel about Maddie Ice and what he did in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I get that. I think that he is another one that could have been coached up under Belichick to be able to get to that level. Lastly, I'll go with one that retired pretty recently here, Phillip Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers should be on everyone's list as a player that kind of just he was always almost there, but he just needed that little extra something to get him over the hump, and maybe that extra something was Bill Belichick. So that's my real list as of right now, uh, I don't know if there's. I'm sure that there's players out there that I've missed. I'm sure we could go into like old school players like Dan Marino. I believe that you even said that before we started recording and everything. But what what do you think about some of those players? And do you have any others that you might want to add from there? So my
1: initial understanding of the question was just a Super Bowl, and I you know in my head I, I went active and I just started combing through uh, you know each team right now and thought about their quarterbacks. Right. Um, But when you say two two championships is not an easy thing to do. No, for sure not. Um, For sure not.
0: So that is a tough part of the question that that makes it a lot harder for you to be able to answer it, I guess. Zero. Zero. So you just – all right. So I love that. You don't feel as though there's one quarterback that has been out there – other than Tom Brady, that he could have won multiple championships with. I think you're framing it wrong. Okay, I think it's
1: it's a it's more of a Belichick thing.
0: More of a Belichick. I what, I'd, I'd, okay. I'd ask
1: you the question: What has Belichick done
0: without Brady? Gotcha. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So I understand that that's where you're going to go with this one here, and I guess we could go back to you know his horrible coaching days with the the Browns or the couple of seasons that he's had without Tom Brady, where even though in 2008 when they did technically get to a record that should have put them in the playoffs, they weren't able to do it. Uh, and now, last year, you had that seven to nine season. Clearly, not great.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, what what active players, what active quarterbacks have won multiple Super, super Bowls? Roethlisberger, mm-hmm.
0: obviously Brady, but he's what Brady. we're talking about Brady, Roethlisberger. Um, I, I don't it. think multiple. I don't think anyone else has. I think that's no, it. no, so that's it's, it. it.
1: It's, it's a tough thing to do. Extremely. I mean, it's, it's so, and, the, and there's a big difference there. It's, you know, it's Tom Brady, right? And, and so right. I, if you go, you know, game by game. Maybe some of the earlier Super Bowls, you could have a different player because it wasn't like Tom wasn't lighting it up. I mean, he was playing real well in yeah. 2001, but that's
0: usually when, it, when we go to the argument of which like the Brady versus Belichick argument for me personally, it's always been that, you know, Belichick was the beginning and Tom Brady was the end. It kind of was like, you know, that team was established with a great defense and I'm not trying to take anything away from Tom Brady before anyone gets their panties in a bunch. Tom Brady obviously was a huge factor in those three Super Bowls as well. But if you had to decide who was a bigger factor, it was probably the defense, right? Yeah, no, in in those that's, first three.
1: That, I think that's pretty accurate.
0: And then in the final three, clearly Brady, you know? So that makes sense as well. So it's, uh, you know, it's three and three as far as I split it up there. Um, so that's with all these quarterbacks that I mentioned, you're putting. Those defenses around them as well, and like you said, it, in those earlier Super Bowls, maybe it's a different situation there. I think that you know maybe a Philip Rivers could have been able to do something similar to what Tom Brady did in those first three Super Bowls.
1: You, you could make a case for it, but it, now it's it's almost it's not all apples to apples because right. you're looking at it as so. All right, let's in my mind, I could conceivably say that maybe he could have won multiple with a different quarterback in mm-hmm. that beginning of the dynasty, the first half of the dynasty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd have to rack my brain for who was. You know who are your Kurt Warner's? Who are your guys like in that right. time period? Right, right, right. I, so I don't know. It's Kurt just, Warner's it's, not a terrible
0: one. No, it was I wasn't well, even it was, of he won though. I mean, he, he won one. Yeah, he so. won one. Yeah. So that yeah, doesn't I mean, really count. It,
1: it's, it's it's a tough thing. I mean, I just I, plus I'm a I'm a Brady Bobo. So I'm I'm stick to zero. I'm not going to try to rationalize it. All
0: right, fair enough. That, no, that's understandable there, and I do feel as though um, that the the one of the major arguments of like what has Belichick done? It's a lot of Brady, blah blah blah, all this stuff is if you put some of these other quarterbacks into that similar situation and they're in that similar style of team. And I know that everyone's gotten sour on the way that the, the militaristic style that Belichick has coached and all these things over the years, his strict style that he's gone through, I think could have elevated a guy like a Matt Ryan or like a Matt Stafford to that position, and I guess yes, when you kind of put it as uh, phrase it as multiple championships, then it might be out the window. My argument might be out the window, but at least one championship, I think that they, that Belichick could have coached up Matt Ryan, Stafford. Those guys could have gotten to that level. I mean, Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. It's fair. That's a very fair. <laughs> that's a fair point. Yeah, Rex
1: Grossman was almost. in a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, let's not even bring that one up. Had, he was they, they trash. That, uh, he they, was trash. They
1: had like the, some special about the other day on the on the ESPN just talking about With that, that team. game. and it was yeah. Oh. Oh my God! Was, they went through like the Patriots game before that, and I'm just in the back of my head, you know, 16 year old Maddie, whatever the hell I was <laughs> at that point, and like they're, I'm, like they're showing all these clips, and I'm, like, what about the bogus pass interference call ooh, on Ty Law that actually got him in the ooh. end zone? They forgot to include it. Thank
0: God how do they always disrespect the Patriots? It's crazy. No, it's, um, yeah, no, I I mean, Peyton Manning is lucky to have gotten to that situation and being able to play a team like that for his one real Super Bowl that you can count that he actually participated no, in. 10 it's men what, carried his ass in the other one. <laughs> yeah. Carried that broken neck of his and just uh, got him to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I, it's a tough question. I, I mean, like you said, I think that what really makes this the tough question is the multiple part, right? Because the one ring anyone could get there if Rex Grossman can get to a Super Bowl I'm pretty sure that Philip Rivers could win a Super Bowl if he just happened to get there yeah multiple I mean sustained success is tough I mean, yeah. I, mean I don't
1: I don't take it away those two are, are yin and yang but I mean I I think it's more more yin it's its that's after I got gotcha. left cause let's let's flip this around and this isn't the question you asked me but which quarterbacks could have picked up and left their team and gone to Tampa Bay on one that's that's I mean, right. it's More player focused. I mean, there's a handful right. maybe, but Patrick yeah, Mahomes. But, but it's, it's so it's also a locker room thing right. too. I mean, it's, it's about skill and it's about. I mean, they actually believe that they could go out, yeah, win three road games and come home and win it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that I would still put Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes on the skill level of being there. Maybe the mental side, if if you're talking about it from a mental side of things. Yes, obviously Brady is is way far ahead of those guys mentally. Skill-wise, though, for last season, you could have put Deshaun Watson, you could have put um, Patrick Mahomes in there. I think they still would have been able to win a championship. You know yeah, I mean, it's, it
1: wouldn't even be having the conversation if Aaron Rodgers would just rushed for a four-yard touchdown. Yeah,
0: that's another factor there. And uh, Aaron Rodgers is a good person to bring into this conversation, though he's won that one ring. That's a good example of the the consistency or the ability to get a, a second ring. It's extremely hard. And the Packers teams that he's had, he's had some really good teams there and just not been able to get to that level. Is it a mental thing? Is it a physical thing? You never know. Obviously, he's had some bad calls, too, but we all do. Every single team has bad calls, and that's another thing that I always, you know, the the people who are always like, well, if this had gone this way, well, yeah, you could say that in literally every situation. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough one to get the multiple rings, right? So that's where we're at with this one here. I'm actually kind of surprised that Ben Roethlisberger is the other one that we have to talk about as like the guy that could do it right.
1: Is that three? You, you, you no, two.
0: This? I believe he only okay. had the two there and uh, um, lost,
1: lost to the Green Bay. Yep,
0: yeah, yep. And uh, so he had that one against Arizona, and then he had—I I forget what the other one was actually—that um, he had. But yeah, so it, it, that's an interesting list. And and is that just because? those Steelers teams always had great defenses and he always had pretty good weapons offensively, at least uh, you know, wide receivers and things like that. I would say, um, I I don't know. It's, it's, it's a weird thing, but man, I got to tell you anybody who's really discounting Belichick's ability to coach up somebody and to coach up the players around him. I still think that that's a little tough from my perspective that you're going to take that fully out of there. I get the, your, your yin and yang thing. And there's more yin than yang and all that. But at the end of the day, what Belichick does for the rest of the team, especially the defensive side of the ball and special teams, as much as everyone hates me to talk about me talking about special teams and stuff. It is a factor. It's a factor. Hey, there's three parts to the game:
1: offense, defense, special teams. Yep. We're gonna see some real, real special team skills out oh, there tonight. Great, great special Still, teams. Second out half, a lot oh, of punts. Oh, a lot of huge.
0: Punts. Oh, I can't wait for a, a good uh, Matthew Slater uh, touchback and a good. Well, situation. he'll play a series, you know. You know that's true. Sure. He's a starter. On. You're right. You're right. That's that's on me. Hey, he's not. He's he's a Hall of Fame uh, special teamer. There, you don't need to waste him in a preseason game.
1: We need we need to find someone. Someone's gonna win a fair catch job tonight. Ooh. If you're gonna be the fair catcher during yeah, the season, I like that. Gonna, we're gonna. I found out tonight. Is it going to be it. Gunner? Is it going to be Gunner Olszewski? Again, we, we know he's a lock. One series. Yeah. One
0: series. <laughs> one series today. We got to bring in the other guys. All right. That's fair enough. Are you interested in working in a professional studio environment? Whether you're a podcaster, new or old, or a musician just trying to get that professional sound... Ultrasound Production Studio is now available for podcasters, musicians, and everyone in between that are looking to get that great quality and production value that comes from working of a professional studio. If you're interested in something like that, please visit the website at UltrasoundProductions.com or just email UltrasoundPro at Yahoo.com or even call at 781-956-2426. For more information. All right, so we're gonna switch it up here. Uh, we we're just talking about uh, football. We had a great question from somebody, and if you ever feel like asking questions to the show that you want answered, please go on to Twitter at the clap trap or at Zach clap, and ask questions. I will always bring them up on air to discuss them. We had a great conversation about what quarterbacks could win multiple rings. We were talking about all these kind of guys, different levels. Pretty, short, pretty short
1: conversation for me.
0: Pretty short. Yeah, you didn't have much on there. And, uh, you know, we were even just talking off air uh, just a second ago about, you know, what what were kind of the guys that were just like the one offs or the uh, the easier or the guys that maybe didn't earn it really fully uh, overall. Um, and we were talking about the fact that a guy like Joe Flacco really got out there. He was another one that we we didn't really talk about that was able to win a super bowl and then never really did anything else in his career right i wish every line of
1: work there was some way to be out of your mind play play perform whatever five weeks $120 million guaranteed. $120 million just Catch me. for that. I can, I can string together five good weeks. Right? Yeah.
0: You put together a few good weeks there, and then all of a sudden you're in it. And, hey, those were some great weeks for, for Joe Flacco. Nobody's taking away his playoff run there when he won that Super Bowl. But, yes, mm. it really was five weeks, basically, of work to get you a ridiculous contract. Uh, and he took that contract. But what I want to switch up this topic to is to a, somebody else who actually was given a big contract, and he declined that. So we're going to talk about that right now.
1: Dennis Schroeder who yesterday agreed with the Celtics on a one-year $5.9 million contract. Dennis Schroeder turned down the maximum extension the Lakers were eligible to offer him during the regular season, which would have been worth north of $80 million in order to pursue a more lucrative deal come the summer. So he turned down $80 million, and he signed for six. And my question is, what must that feel like? I don't know what the answer is. But here's what I'll say. Well, let me start with this. Does that mean, know that he did the wrong thing? Did Dennis Schroeder do the wrong thing in turning down that extension when he did? Yes, of course he did. Of course he did. I'm a Celtics honk and I don't like the Lakers. Of course he did. Of course he decision.
0: did. Oh, <laughs> my God. I mean, of course he did. That's insane. I mean, it's, I guess, a question that you have to ask at this point. But like you said, or like Greeny from ESPN just said, um, he was offered a four year, $84 million extension before the trade deadline last season and said no.
1: He said no. He wanted to bet on himself. And, you know I what, get and,
0: that. Uh,
1: man, hey. $84 million? Listen, I mean eighty four, I, there's I do a, I beat a family member with a like a, like a sack full <laughs> a of soap bars. Yeah, like right. if, if you prefer that much, are you kidding me? It,
0: I mean, he it, like to go and then now he's signing the five point nine million dollar uh, ex, exception or what or, or mid level exception or whatever. And I think that he even tried to like ask for like the ten million dollar exception. They were like, no, dude, we'll give you six. And he's like, oh, all right. Well, fine. you're not exactly negotiating
1: from a place of strength <laughs> right? after you do that. <laughs>
0: like, we know your negotiating skills, dude. You're taking and 6 and he's like all right i guess i'll okay fine i i mean hey like you said uh big big celtics fan over here as well happy to have him on the team can't wait to see what he can do with this squad i'm i'm interested to see if he's going to actually mesh well with them but dude you messed up you you as they say as the kids say you fumbled the bag yeah. that's i mean that's tough you know you hope
1: the the result is that he's trying to ball out in one year yeah um you know in in a way that like helps the team and I don't,
0: I don't know What's that's his, the question his shot
1: selection I mean is he uh he's not exactly a, a shoot first guy no'll I mean, move the ball
0: around, he's gonna right? move the ball but I, I mean if he is looking for a con if he because so he, from what I've read he was declining that 84 million dollar extension because he believed he could get out and get 120 million that's what he so he thought he was going to get 40 million more than what was offered by the Lakers uh, to be able to do that so betting on himself like you said and obviously it's just not there which I've also heard things like he is shocked that he doesn't have the offer there it's like dude what were you thinking I, I'm sorry that's just all on you and you bet on yourself and and congrats and I think he has made a ton of money from like the Atlanta Hawks and stuff so I'm sure he's well off
1: I'm sure he's fine that's very poor representation but by man
0: you gotta, you gotta fire agent you gotta go get uh, who's that Rich Paul guy or whatever you gotta go get the big guns and, and get you a contract but i i don't know he he's he's now in a situation where he's going to come to the celtics and play for six million dollars this year and bet on himself and um well, well now he has to he can't, he's not really betting on himself now he bet on himself before he failed he's it's now just like final resort. i things. just have to do this now for six million which to anybody else listening here six million for one year's worth of work great that's awesome for, for this guy who was just offered $84 million, that's tough. Do I think he's going to fit in with this Celtics team? I think so if he's willing to do what he was willing to do last year, which was do more of the deferring, you know, setting people up, do whatever this team needs to get you to that good position to win the game. Do I think he's going to do that now when he's on a Celtics team where it's like I have to show up to get my next meal? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just,
1: I just don't think like anyone that wants to sign Schroeder to a long-term deal isn't gonna look at him as like we need you to be right. the guy, the right. scorer, the ever like they want they want to see him be that all-around contributor. So you know, I think he could mesh well. He could play well. He's gonna you know love a full off season with these guys. Yeah, so, I and- think
0: there's a there's a good chance of it. Um, I do wonder how it's gonna go with with the whole Marcus Smart situation too, because Marcus Smart seems to be poised to be the point guard of this team. But Schroeder's obviously gonna to want to come in here and be the starter, right? Well I'm, I'm on record as to how I feel about my yeah, future
1: with this with this team. Get and rid it's of it's you know, maybe it's a, not an insurance policy, but it's a replacement. I mean it's yeah who what we have what three it's it's smart, Schroeder, um, Dunn that is picked up. Dunn. So any other point guards I'm missing here? Um I don't not know. Gonna, I'm not Romeo Lang Langford's more
0: of a shooting guard, right? We yeah, don't I'm uh count, Peyton Pritchard. Not gonna count him. He's in Las Vegas right now, playing yeah.
1: in the summer league. Yeah, destroy, Dro- destroying destroying the summer league. Yeah, he dropped like twenty. <laughs> points the other day it's unbelievable
0: i love it when people get all excited just like with preseason oh do you see what he's doing over the summer league do you see what that new draft pick dunked on that guy in summer league yeah he's playing against g league guys we're never going to see again and freshmen and sophomores only i'd be, like what do we yeah right exactly so it's it's like yeah congratulations you're dominating the the uh pre- pre-preseason basketball games i, I don't know but uh, as far as schroeder goes um i think he can mesh well with this team and obviously you're getting him at the, the the best rate possible and brad stevens looks like a genius because this guy kind of fell into our laps right now and we're getting this kind of a talent for six million dollars um yeah i don't think you can really i don't think this the takeaway of the story is brad, brad stevens, stevens genius. right i think it's <laughs> right now for Shore. sure <laughs> Idiot. Is, is idiot yeah it's it's just tough i i feel bad for the guy uh i i do think that uh he has a lot to prove now obviously so chip on the shoulder thing and that's what the celtics are going to need a lot of this year because we certainly are not going to have the talent to match up against the top tier teams at this point just, yeah it's
1: always disheartening. you know i as a season ticket holder i got over it a long time ago yeah. when you think about you know, they well they don't they can't win it this year so like who cares oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's you can't have that mentality you can especially in the NBA it's I mean they go much better than Net's just got just yeah up picking up Patty Mills they you know, got rid of Jeff Green I'm yep. oh, sorry love you mean it but they've <laughs> got a. Uh, they, they've they've improved that team significantly oh
0: yeah they're gonna be good and if they can if their guys stay healthy I mean they'll obviously be the ones uh, with the biggest roadblock for the Celtics going forward but you also have the bucks and you have the uh well I think that the 76ers are falling apart because Ben Simmons is now saying that he's refusing to play at all. He's uh, never going to shoot the ball again. He's, he's just, gonna never. just Like
1: a player the, that will do every, anything but man,
0: shoot. Man, every single year, too, on him, not to get completely sidetracked here, but Ben Simmons, when those videos pop up every offseason of him in the gym just wetting threes left and right, and it's like, dude, you just don't even attempt them in the game, and you're just unconscious he from got, three. He got
1: one
0: this year. He hit one. He, had, <laughs> he hit the one shot. I just, I, I don't know. It's got to be a mental thing, right, with him. It's, it's only a mental thing, because if you're in the gym, and he was shooting next to Rondo, who Rondo used to be one of the worst shooters in the league as well and now he's all of a sudden considered not a three-point guy but he can shoot at least a little bit oh yeah i mean the the narrative you know it's totally changed on his shooting yeah, abilities crazy but yeah
1: i mean he's also you know what was he 2020 you no, he didn't do it 2020 he he used to put up a lot of triple doubles in that like oh, for sure like
0: 12 12 and 12 range but yeah but yeah right exactly the bring 10, him back where's he playing 10 this year? 20 and 20 or something ridiculous yeah um it, no uh i i I'm actually not sure where he's playing right now, but I'll have to look that up. But as, as bringing it back to the Schroeder thing, I just think that, uh, man, you, you can't really mess up a situation like that any worse. I think the only other one that it was comparable to was, I think, Nerland's Noel was supposed to get some huge contract with the Mavericks a while back, maybe like $70 million, and he said no uh, and yeah. went into free agency, I believe, was the, the case there. But...
1: They threw Oladipo too, but that's that's injury. So right, oh. yeah, yeah, that's that's you a feel, tough you one. You feel for the individual a little more in that scenario. Yeah,
0: right. Oh, yeah, with the with that, that's a different story. With betting on yourself and, and just messing up, that's a whole different thing there. But uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, I I think that he. I'm surprised that he wasn't going to go back and play with the Lakers. Honestly, I, I get that you would be sitting behind Russell Westbrook at this point, because, and you'd want that starting role. So I get that. That, but why? Why didn't you want to stick it out with LeBron and go forward with that? Is my question mark really? Uh, I
1: mean, this sort of got swept under the rug, but I'm pretty sure you know. Uh, maybe you know during the spring, there were reports put out there. I think he was actually Dennis Schroeder was doing an interview and mentioned his vaccination status. Okay. Um he quickly so you mentioned that he and LeBron are the only two non-vaccinated players on the Lakers. Oh, Backtracked it really fast, uh, sort of gave some cryptic words, yep. and you know, no, it's it's only me. And you can see the people trying to spin. It's crazy the spin that was tried to put on it wow. to, like, to sweep this under the rug to but make
0: sure. Yeah. So
1: well, I mean, that, that that could have been. Hey, you know, this is this is my team. Get the hell out of here. Don't mess with
0: Braun. Braun, yeah, he's exactly. gonna kick you out. No, he is the GM. So I mean, that would make sense. And you know, I wish he, you got the shot after yeah, this. <laughs> you just, you're gonna, yeah, yeah, get the hell out of my uh, locker room right now. Now, but, yeah, maybe that – I mean, I wouldn't put it past uh, them for that being a thing there. Uh, also, obviously, they just want to bring in more talented players too, right? Something
1: so. about being on the Lakers and spilling the beans. There's,
0: these guys just They're love just to do it. not about it. Yeah, but they – right. Well, hey, when you're sitting there out in L.A., when you got the camera in your face wherever you walk down the street, right, you maybe you spill a little extra things than when you're in Boston or when you're in uh, – I don't, I don't know. Where was he? Oh, Atlanta. He was in Atlanta Hawk before that. He's not used to the big bright lights in the city and everything. It's going to shut your mouth sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> what, a $75 million? Difference to it, right? Now. Right. <laughs> oh man, dude, that's just when you, when you just hear those numbers going from four years eighty four million to one year five point nine million.
1: Yeah, I mean. Oh, I hope
0: it motivates him. It could. Oh, it could
1: do the. He could be demoralized. It I mean, that's last year.
0: that. That could be. Yeah. That, uh, like I said, I think he's well off. But like, that's fu money. That's eighty four million. Is like I never have to worry about anything else again in my entire life. Money. I know. Oh,
1: your kids, kids, kids.
0: You, you know? <laughs> that's I, you've just created. Yeah, for generations, right there, just for signing that contract. And he was like, nah. You know what, you guys i can go out and get 120 if i want whoa suck on that
1: yeah now, you're, now your kids 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 are all gonna have to ball they're all gonna hate them. you they're <laughs> all gonna hate you
0: forever that now story is in history forever Destroy the schroeder name all the, the way schroeder back to name. oh no poor guy but hey I, I still hope that he does good for the celtics so yay dennis schroeder let's go all right so we were talking about dennis schroeder fumbling the bag now we are going to switch over to a topic which I haven't been able to discuss yet. I know it's been over a week, but Team USA did win the gold medal against France in the gold medal game, Ooh. and uh, we are all sorts of excited about it. Um, not really. I, I don't really care, but I, I think that I would have cared a heck of a lot more if they had lost, right? So, yeah,
1: that's it, it's one of those things where you only stand to lose. You don't really stand to right. End There's end no
0: Right. There's no win. We should win and everything like that, and I think that that's been the mindset of everybody going into this. So when they lost their first two uh exhibition games and then you you come back and you lose uh your first play-in game as well that's where you get all your criticism it's it seems reasonable enough right
1: yeah I and mean, I, I think you know to just pretty much undo what I just said I, I think I might have made this statement a couple weeks ago that I'd actually be impressed if they won this one yeah. purely because of how like how far away it
0: appeared that they were it, but I, I
1: mean but when are you really going to rule out the U.S. U.S. men's basketball team in it's an Olympic game? It's tough to
0: do that. But I think also when we were doing that, we were looking off of a team that still didn't have guys like Chris Middleton and and Devin Booker. They were all in the championship still. I don't remember if we were still at that point yet. But in the beginning, obviously, when they w- lost those exhibition games, you still didn't have some of your major players that were going to be playing.
1: And, and they lost to France in the group stage. So lost and to
0: France. which triumphed over them, came yeah. back. Oh, yeah. Big-time win against France. So they won that game by a score of 87-82. to 82. Uh Uh, And and there were some some great moments in that one there. The game was pretty close, even late. Um, You had uh, you had uh, Kevin Durant stepping up as he had been doing through the entire time, scoring 29 points on only 18 shots there. Uh, He did a great job. You also had our boy uh, Jason Tatum, who we were kind of hoping, hey, Jason, can you just come home, not mess with all this stuff here? But he was a big factor in this game and winning the gold here. He had 19 points in his 21 minutes, so he was great. Um, and so I was very happy to see them win, and, yeah, it was just... It, it, it's unfortunate, and I'm sorry, and I'm about to get into what Kevin Durant was saying post-game and everything like that because I do want to get into those comments and everything, but I'm sorry that we all had the idea, or, or I'm sorry team USA basketball, men's basketball that we've gotten to a point where we expect so much out of our team being the birthplace of the sport. And, you know, going to the point where we had won 22 straight games in the Olympics in a row and all these things that yes, when you start to lose games, we're going to be shocked by it. And we're going to think what the heck is going on when you're losing to teams like Australia. And uh, what was the other, I I, I forget who well, else we... on the groups or in the oh, exhibition, in the in Nigeria, Nigeria. Thank you. It's like, what, what are you guys doing? Obviously we're going to question that. Obviously we we're going to go at your 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 necks for that kind of thing and i understand and, and maybe you know what at the end of the day kevin durant was it all of that that motivated you guys to actually win this this whole gold medal here
1: well did, I, i'm you know i know the clip you're about to set up here i mean he, yeah. he's showing growth right he normally right. just goes onto a fake twitter account tweets, <laughs> uh, tweets back claps back at people yeah uh, cl- clap back, back oh my god right yeah but you no, know, he's <laughs> it's showing growth because he actually did it with the camera in front of him yeah um no. I mean, uh, if I were that good at my, at my craft, I, he should just talk all of his crap to people directly. Oh, Because yeah. he can, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he easily so, can. He, so. loves,
0: he does love the Twitter stuff, but, yeah, he easily could. But, yeah, let's, let's just play that comment or those comments real quick right now. Get out of here, man. Hey, yo. Yeah, hey, Matty coming back to the BK. Black on, and white. Hey. Hey, you balling? Oh, you have forty tonight. There's gonna be problems for the Boston Celtics this year. I'm telling you. You know how to lock Patty ass up. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a problem. We grinding for this one. We gonna go up the stairs. There you go. Everybody who said we were gonna take the L, they had us. They had some power rankings out. There. Kend- Kendrick Perkins, you talk a lot of. Shit.
1: We had a lot a- of. Shit.
0: They had some- act like you American. <laughs> they had some power rankings out. there. They had us four behind a slow like, like this is not our game. Come
1: on, man. Talking about they catching up to us. Like, are you serious? This skill is
0: unmatched. You dig? Shout out to everybody that won this go. Everybody that chipped in and helped out. We wanted to press conference, but I had to talk my sh- real quick. All right, Kevin. Right? You talked it. I'm impressed. I'm happy that you did. Like Matt said, instead of going to Twitter, you did it right there. You, you did Instagram live or whatever it was and you went live and you were like talking your stuff. And I love that um, because that's how you should do it. Right. So maybe like you said, maybe he's maturing. Maybe he's getting to the point where this is the new Kevin Durant. Right. Who who understands like I'm just going to get right in your face about it. I'm I'm one of the greatest.
1: Yeah, I mean, like tweeting or Instagram laughing your feelings out is almost as equivalent as actually doing it directly with the person. <laughs> yeah, maybe, you know, as time. Maybe it's by time 2021. He, that's maybe basically. Maybe by the time
0: he retires, he'll address his problems with people face to face. He'll get right in their faces and say it. Uh, who knows? But uh, he can certainly talk after this one. He was a great performer in this entire uh, Olympic run. Obviously, he was the number one guy, the main go to all of that stuff, won that in the end so he talked his stuff uh, the first part of that clip that I played was actually directly after on the court when they won he was doing that he was talking to Patty Mills he uh, then sees uh, Ime Odoka who's the co- new coach for the Celtics and and Jason Tatum and says there's gonna be problems for Boston this year all that stuff to which Odoka uh, comes back and is like yeah I can, we know how to lock up Patty Mills I'm not worried about that it sounds more like it's a thanks captain obvious type of commercial <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly and uh, you know you got uh, Tatum I believe in the background You can barely hear it but he says get the F Out of here or something like that when he said that So happy to hear that little back and forth Um, And one of the other side uh, Comments that I wanted to make about the whole Olympic Thing that I thought was awesome was the fact that Tatum And Udoka were working together Already and seemed to be best friends Uh, I don't know if you've seen all the clips but There was the clip of them uh, Udoka trying to DM up in the post And everything like that and they're all joking around Uh, After they won the gold medal he goes Over and he's hugging them and he's like dancing around Around with him more than any of the other coaches, yeah.
1: I, 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 mean, I know after the 3 threepeat, Kobe, Shaq, and Phil Jackson all did ring around the Rosie, yeah. So it's definitely <laughs> uh, no. I mean, it's a it's a good thing. I, I like that, that he likes him. I like that he likes him. That's just yeah. Who. Kn- Hopefully that equates to success right. in in winning and him staying.
0: You would hope, and that's the last point is the major key because as I had said before, the one thing that I care about is what does Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum want. If he wants it, if he's gonna if it's gonna help him stay here, then give him everything that he wants. Give him the coach that he wants, all that stuff. Give him a best friend like how LeBron James always just brings in his friends for coach and stuff like that to keep that player here. So I was happy about that. That's just kind of a side note. But back to Kevin Durant and everything like that. The second part of that clip is Kevin Durant and Draymond Green walking up the steps to go to the press conference. Uh, and in that clip, he starts talking about Kendrick Perkins and how happy he was about Kendrick Perkins' comments, which a lot of people in the NBA are sour on Kendrick Perkins, I think, at this point.
1: The the NBA world, the world. let's say the world at large, you need <laughs> Right. People like Kendrick Perkins. 100 oh, percent. I mean, I love it because he's a champion here. You know, Obviously, we'll always love him. Yeah, it's just it's it's refreshing to hear someone actually like you know talk that talk like back to the players. But
0: that's what like that's what makes the NBA better than some of these other leagues is that you have an analyst who's willing to go out there and talk crap. And yes, he's a former player, but talk crap to these guys, and they're talking back, and it's a bickering, and it's a back and forth, and all this stuff that makes us want to engage with the league and and watch and eat up all of this content. And then you go over to, like, baseball or something, and they're like, whoosh, huh, whoa, 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 don't say it. Don't pimp a home run. Don't, don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't do all that. How disrespectful that you can be. And that's why the NBA is taking off and baseball is being destroyed over there. It's like, who cares about all that stuff? Give me the Perkins versus Raymond Green beef every single day of the week.
1: Yeah, well, yeah,
0: Draymond, he beefs. He, beef he with loves Chuck beef. Too. Yeah, yeah. He, he he beefs with everybody. Draymond's one of those guys that's of a different era. I think he's one of the last remaining guys who actually like wants to go out there and talk crap. He could be friends with everybody in the league too, but I think that when it comes to basketball and getting out there, I think he talks crap. Now I could do without the whole you know kicking in the groin stuff, but uh, Draymond Green, I think he's of an era where where I like that about him. He's still like, I'm at least when I'm on the court, I'm hating you. I I, I don't care. You're on, you're in another color jersey than me. I don't I don't like that. So there's guys out there, I think Marcus Smart's another one of those types of guys. I think there's some guys that, you know, there's a little bit of that anger. And I do enjoy that about him, but I know that there's also a lot of things that people hate about Draymond Green as well. And Kevin Durant and him and the way that he talks crap. But like you said, they did a good job this time of actually being like, hey, here's my face. This is me. I'm talking the crap right now. So I enjoyed that. Hey, they got the gold. That's that's important. That's all that matters at the end of the day. You got your gold medal. And uh, so now, you know, Team USA is not uh, defamed or, or in a situation where the entire country is ripping you apart. Because we would have. We would have. If you had lost to France, if you had lost to anybody else, we probably would have ripped you apart. But uh, you, you got your gold medal, you did great, and I'm uh, happy for you. Happy for you at the end of the day.
1: Kudos to the U.S. men's basketball team.
0: Yeah, I'm happy for Jason Tatum, really, too. And uh, that was another good thing about that. And you, and you saw Jason Tatum s- celebrating about it, and uh, there was a picture of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown like in the club, and Jalen Brown's holding this gold medal and being like, yeah, my boy, my boy, all this stuff. So that's another thing where the rumors of like, oh, they're not friends off the court kind of stuff that you can throw that right out the window yeah i mean where where else would you
1: want to you know bring your gold medal to you bring, know? bring you it know, to the club not, not like a nice like you know case so you know, put it on top of your mom's mantelpiece right. like let my mom hold this gold I'm especially showing up. It's, it's your first hardware you know no, oh yeah no NCAA. True. you might have won like you know very your, true your your little uh, home league or like yeah, high school league, or like yeah, yeah your ycl league back in the day <laughs> right jail I don't, I don't discriminate right? yeah yeah, right
0: right 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 no, uh, no, no
1: that's, that's that's pretty cool i i bet he got action that night
0: oh i'm sure i'm sure yes from, from his uh wife right uh yeah 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 yeah, uh, yeah for sure right 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 um but you know I think that that's that's I don't think that you could find a cooler well I'm sure that obviously you could win, bring the actual NBA championship trophy out to the club but a gold medal is pretty cool to bring out to the club and just have that dangling around your neck like ooh, look at that chain it's <laughs> not that's not chain actually that's a uh, gold medal <laughs> no big deal uh but yeah no that it's c- congrats to them congrats to Team USA just wanted to get that out there right now because I had been kind of hating on them and how everything had gone but I also wanted to just bring it up because I'm happy that I could see some ex- success already with Odoka and Tatum together. Yeah, that's a good thing. You, know, you get a taste for winning. We'll, get we'll get that taste, get that uh, you know fight together. Uh, and, and it was just those two, so they were really bonding from a Boston Celtics perspective there. And uh, I'm happy about that. And hopefully uh, that will mean good things in the future for this team. Um, but we'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, that's everything basically that I wanted to talk about with Matt real quick here. Um, I didn't know if you wanted to, I don't want to, you know, ambush you or anything with anything, but obviously we did have the match that had happened that we can kind of talk about real quick. If you want to, before we end this conversation here and the way I'm already looking at this is there's going to be a rematch at some point, I believe. So,
1: yeah, I tell, you know, real quick, I'm not going to spend a segment on it. (laughs) No, 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 no. Hey, that's that's why I, uh,
0: I, I throw it in at the end here.
1: You know, is uh. Did anyone ever hear the story about the about the tortoise and the hare? The tortoise and the hare. Okay, all right. I might have been the hare.
0: You might. Oh, okay, all right. Yep, maybe a little bit. Um, hey, congrats, congratulations to you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we won't get into the details there, but I did win the match, and uh, so I believe that at some point there will be a rematch, and maybe this time we'll try and uh, you know air it live or something like that. We'll we'll video it after Matt has some time to practice, and we'll get back out there on, onto the uh, the court there. But um, just wanted to end the conversation in that. That oh, sense yeah, there yeah no, no. <laughs> <laughs> really trash your damn studio the... while i'm here <laughs> oh yeah just,
1: just getting what's mine
0: <laughs> uh, i just had to i had you know i know that the people wanted to know what the, about the ending of the match i didn't bring it up last week because you weren't here so i had to throw it in now so uh but i just wanted to say thank you for coming in again here and uh talking all this stuff with me i know that we're leaving on kind of a sour note here but i hope to bring you back again uh in the future as we get into patriots and football season and then obviously once the celtics come back as well yeah super motivated now that's <laughs> no, been good i <laughs> I like doing this thanks, bud. all right thanks man all right so that's gonna do it for another episode of the clap trap i had a great conversation with matt there uh and i looked forward to having him back on the show next week uh i am going to be doing the twitch streams at uh, twitch.com slash zach clap Hopefully all week there as I start to get my new setup in line. It's been kind of a process here for me to get this whole setup going here. So I've, I've been missing some days here, which is, uh, you know, it is what it is. But going to get this all up and running and then try and produce as much content as possible. Really, going to try and gear up for the football season. And then, obviously, once basketball and hockey roll around, I really want to try and produce a lot of stuff with that. I think we're going to bring back the gambling segment soon. And I'm going to have some more participants this time around. I think we're going to make it a little competition, which is going to be fun. So, any of you people out there who have been listening that want to get those gambling takes again, whether you want to fade or follow, we're going to have it. And I'm going to have possibly up to three new people giving their picks as well with a little competition, like I said. So uh, we're going to try and do that. And uh, this is going to be up on on, uh, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, it will be there. So if you could go ahead and give that a download, a like, a listen, I would appreciate it there. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zach Clap and at The Clap trap, Trying to post more things on that, especially on Twitter. So if you're looking to have any conversations, ask any questions, Twitter's the best way to get a hold of me with that. Um, So that is another thing that I'm working on there. Uh, I also have the website. You can just look it up, uh, The Claptrap online. It'll direct you to everything that we have for the show. So thank you again for tuning in and listening. I will be back again next week, and I hope you guys have a great weekend and the beginning of next week as well. See you later.